you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So, whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain you'll learn about something to put on your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we're talking about my experience in Orlando, Florida, where my spouse and I visited a lot of speakeasies and speakeasy-adjacent bars. (laughs) Speakeasy-adjacent. We're also going to taste an orange liqueur from Norseman Distilling. Which is here in Minnesota. Uh, We couldn't find anything uh, to really make from a speakeasy. Well, it's... Yeah, that's true. It's more of a, we kind of came up with an idea to do uh, a sidecar, um, but the, um, we didn't have any lemons. Yeah, we ran out of lemons and we decided just to go straight up and taste this liqueur because Mm -hmm. we saw it on the shelf and we're like, this is a 70 proof liqueur Mm -hmm. and typically your, um, your triple sec isn't 70 proof. No. So... While we were going to make a sidecar with this orange liqueur, we decided we'd, ba- we'd rather just taste it straight up mm-hmm. and give you our experience on it. And we probably will make a sidecar in the future. We will, when Aaron doesn't this. have to work. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Going to work uh, after recording, I cannot do the normal thing we do when we record several episodes in a row and drink like th- like two beers and two cocktails or something like that. So um, we're going to go ahead and just taste that here in a little bit. But I wanted to get started because you uh Aaron, you're forgetting our outro you're forgetting our outro yeah so sit back and take oh. a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window oh my goodness i have forgotten about the end of the intro that's right we have to finish the intro the first. intro outro the outro to the intro the end of the beginning um all right now continue n- now we'll go ahead um because when we were when we were discussing this episode um you started talking about these speakeasies and uh when i've when i went through uh, in our earlier research and just was listing off everything that I found, um, 90% of what I said, just naming places, you're like, yeah, we, we went there and we went there and we went there. And that is just great. And we went to almost all of them in one night. Well, day and night. Yeah. Like we, we paced ourselves over the course of a day and night on lift rides. We did not drive. No, 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 no. Because if you're going to do uh, like a self-styled bar crawl throughout the course of a day, you really need to make sure you are not driving because you will not be able to. And yeah, drinking and driving is bad, everybody. Just don't do yeah. it. And some of these we didn't actually go to on the same day. Some of them we actually went to on different days. But we did go through to several of them on the same day because they're they're within walking distance of each other. Like the downtown bars, mm-hmm. you are within walking distance or a short lift ride of each other. So it was sort of easy to do that. Well, that's amazing. Um, so before we get too far into that, I am going to go ahead and just crack open this uh, orange liqueur from Norseman. Uh, and let's let's get a pop from that. Oh, wow. Holy crap. I knew that one was going to be I think good. we probably just broke somebody's speakers. <laughs> that was amazing. Somebody just uh, tossed their earphones Can I smell out. the cork? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I like smelling corks. Smelling corks is a is a long storied thing. Ooh. 
that one actually has like like orange rind to it as well as uh i'm just to set Thank it you. on our mic um, stand here so it has orange rind uh what other kind of scent notes are you getting there uh like a little bit of zest to it Ooh, yeah like you can definitely smell uh, that this is a higher proof liqueur, yeah. Than than most, you know, Triposlek or, or Curacao. Yeah, situation. there's definitely that alcohol aroma to it. Yeah, which I wonder you don't if get that's on the court. intentional. Because, like, I know when we were talking to the um, person at Lawless, they said they couldn't make vermouth. Mm-hmm. Well, they used like. Um, Oh, if I remember correctly, uh, they used basically a non-alcoholic wine mm-hmm. and then added spirits to it to make it um, into yeah. a vermouth-like situation um, hmm. because vermouth is a, is a type of wine. Um, but the the scent coming off of the orange liqueur, yeah, it's, and it's it's actually kind of appropriate that we chose mm-hmm. orange liqueur for the Florida speakeasy. Episode. Exactly, Florida oranges. Um, that was a lucky happenstance, really, when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. Um, what are we getting on the palate here? Because mm. you've tasted and I haven't because I've mm-hmm. still been talking. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm making mouth noises, so mm-hmm. there's no silence. Um, I, it's a new tactic I'm trying out, so there's we That's don't have to idea. cut as much silence out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, uh, there's actually, it's, there's a syrupy quality to it, but it's it's like an, like an orange syrup. Uh, so you get, um, you get sort of like, uh, you get immediately that like fresh, um, like sweet, almost mandarin orange flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of like a pepperiness to it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, they're actually, for the amount of alcohol you get on the nose, mm-hmm. there really isn't a lot of alcohol on the taste. No, like you do get some in the back palate. Right. But you don't get. Um, you don't get like a really intense burn. It's not yeah. like it's not like shooting whiskey, um, or even you know like like a mid range vodka that has that kind of mm-hmm. really intense alcohol flavor. Yeah. To it, um, this is almost like a simple syrup mixed with um, sort of like a lower proof vodka. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. Is it what is. It is. It really is delicious. And you were very right about the whole syrupy because it feels like slightly heavy mm-hmm. on its own. I think adding this to something, you know, you're going to get your dilution with the ice yeah. when we make the sidecar. And... I, I get that tingle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it is delicious. Mm-hmm. It tastes, it almost tastes kind of like, um, like an orange soda sans carbon mm. carbonation, but like a yes. really good orange soda. Oh, you're right. Right? Yeah. It's like if you just put, if you mixed this just with club soda, mm-hmm. it would be a deliciously alcoholic orange soda. You know what I would actually do with this? Hmm. Um, just as a like a, an experiment, I would go ahead and carbonate uh, like a liter bottle in my soda stream. Mm-hmm. And then I would just add like a shot of this to it. Yeah. I mean, it might blow up the bottle. If but, you, well, if you wait long enough, because I also have a soda stream, yeah. and the the thing for those of you without a soda stream, um, you in you just put carbonation into water. You make carbonated water, and then you add syrups uh, yeah. to to make flavors. And if they have a higher sugar content, they sometimes overcarb. Yeah, the the thing that I have found, if you're using a like a higher sugar kind of more liquidy, that it's it's less of a syrup, because um, I've always found 
if you're going to add the syrup, add it slowly and kind of let it just drain along mm-hmm. the side. And yep. that really helps alleviate the overcarbonation, like the overflow of carbonation. Um, but also, if you don't put it to its max carbonation, because um, like mine has three settings. Yeah. Um, so it's like you can do the the one, the two, and the three. Yeah, same. And so there's like, you know, levels of carbonation. If you go in the middle and then you add something that's a little more liquidy and you still let it kind of slowly pour in on the side before you do your kind of mix with the cap back on, uh, I found that really alleviates a lot of that. But that would, like, this would make a really nice, because they've had, like, uh, was it Truly, mm-hmm. I think, has the, uh, like... um Liquid carbonated club sodas. Yeah, the the, the carbonated alcoholic club sodas. And uh, I think this would make a really great home version of that. Yeah, I think so too. This would be great just with club soda. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, getting into Orlando speakeasies, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and start with the one that I was the most disappointed with. Okay. Always, yeah, start with... The not so great. Move on to the very. This great. one's in downtown downtown Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's called the Treehouse. Okay. And in in its description, it sounds like a cool thing. Okay. Like it's basically a bar that just has a door. You walk into. You go up the stairs, and it has like a grass floor, like well astroturf. Yeah. Floor. And like it's it sounds like it's gonna be super cool. Like you're entering like a kid's treehouse and you're gonna get mixed drinks and stuff. Mm. We went there and it had thumping bass music and like party music going on mm. and like people wearing like cocktail dresses and like it was like we walked into a nightclub and then some person tried to like uh like hook up an escort with us Ugh. and like it just, it wasn't a good experience. We noped out of there really, really quickly. I get that. The thing that I love about speakeasies, being that I'm, you know, in my late 30s, I like going to places that are quiet because I can't do clubs yeah. with the loud music mm-hmm. anymore because I can't hear anything. Yeah. And this really kind of turned out to be more like a club. So here's the thing. Like, So I've got uh, the Visit Orlando website up mm-hmm. and they've got a description of several of them. But so the description they have for the treehouse is look for the green door with the T-shaped handle to enter this venue, which describes itself as the sort of secret club you might have belonged to as a kid combined with the best in adult beverages. They're located in downtown Orlando. Right. The, I mean, from your, from your description, I think it's one of those things that like they had a vibe that they wanted mm-hmm. and that they're trying to put out but it's not what's actually happening and maybe it's the night it, you maybe went. it was the night we went maybe like, there was an event thing but right. it, you know going to because like the amount of speakeasies that we've been to together uh that are local here it's every single one that i've been to in this area here in in minnesota have been very like old school you've got you mm-hmm. know quiet jazz music playing maybe if you've got live music it's going to be jazz you know yeah. um but it's it's more of a relaxed enjoy the cocktail enjoy the food enjoy the people you're with exactly so you'll still be able to hear each other but if you've got like really loud thumping bass mm-hmm. music you know the the people in cocktail dresses maybe not so so much of a like an issue uh because like there was a lot of people even at the med- mud room when we went at like five o'clock on a tuesday mm-hmm. um that they were dressed for dinner like the way that you dress for dinner when you're on a cruise or you're going to a fancy place and that was nice and i mean i had um ran into some people a few months back and they were doing a speakeasy pub crawl 
and they'd like pick their own way mm-hmm. around and then they they came to my my place of work to kind of take a break from the boozing uh but they were dressed in like flapper dresses yeah, exactly and the guys were wearing you know like a nice vest with a color you know a collared shirt with their you know sleeves kind of rolled up because it's it was yeah. an end of the day kind of situation. Um, but those are the type of things that I expect from a speakeasy myself. And so mm-hmm. understandably going in to a place that's all of a sudden like a nightclub that is the type of place that you were not expecting to go really would put you off in that moment. Yeah. Now, if you want like something that actually gives you that treehouse experience, mm-hmm. go to the woods. It's not really an actual speakeasy because it doesn't have like a hidden door or anything like that. It's more of a bar that kind of has a speakeasy vibe. It has kind of like, well, it has like a, it's a craft cocktail bar. Oh, okay. But it's still located downtown. It's actually, I think it's actually just down the street from the treehouse. And like they have craft cocktails. It's got this cool, like woodsy feel to it. It's got like that big, like a big log bar and like, it's cool. It is a cool bar. The thing that cracks me up, by the way, so while we were going through and we were, we were looking up these things, you know, just get solid information, doing the research that we need to do for this podcast, um, the photo that one of the articles I was reading about the treehouse, that like the one photo they had about the treehouse was just a person's barefoot on the AstroTurf. And it's like that to me isn't the greatest look like I get it you know you're in the tree house you're in you know this thing I I don't like bare feet in mm-hmm. in public places outside of like the beach or you know specific things like if you're in indoors um in a public yeah. space really just wear shoes please wear shoes yeah. now um if you want to do if you're downtown in Orlando mm-hmm. and you want to do like the actual speakeasy vibe like an actual speakeasy, the best place to go is Hanson's Shoe Repair. Which is a great name. It is. And oh my word, this place is freaking amazing. Yeah, the pictures I saw of that, it looks like a very classy old school bar. Yeah, and it has a patio, a rooftop patio too. Yeah, because it's on the roof of uh-huh. the of the building it's located in. Yes, and if I if I remember from my research, and I, I'd pull it up, but I think the building was built in the 1880s, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of kind of original fixtures going yep. on, and you know stuff that they were able to save from from the original portions of the building during yeah. you know before renovations, classic during cocktails renovations. like it, it. The interior looks amazing, phenomenal. It, it it's 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 sweet you need to look at our show notes we're gonna link to the mm-hmm. actual website for this place mm-hmm. you need to go to it mm-hmm. when you're like if you're going on vacation mm-hmm. in orlando take a day and just go here mm-hmm. like take a day off of doing the disney thing and go out and experience something that's not disney yeah i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it because i'm going yeah well i know like you month, i know that you're not but, gonna be able to do it but but we've got uh you know we've got a lot of stuff planned but you know for if you live in orlando and you haven't been to a speakeasy mm-hmm. go yeah go it seems you know they've become a lot more popular they've gotten a lot more um you know kind of general it, it's not as hipster it's not as kind of like we're so special mm-hmm. uh, but they're really great speakeasies are super fun you yeah. know because there's a there's a in a general there's in general a particular atmosphere that is there like i remember the first time i went to volsteads and you know like the people at the door and asking for a password and going down it the stairs cool, you know it? and you get there and it's just this nice 
bar with heavy dark wood and the you know the the bartenders are wearing you know like suspenders and a like starched shirt and one of them had like a really massive handlebar mustache and it's that kind of stuff like they are they are playing the part they are being the people that you want to see in a situation like that and it makes the whole experience so much better yeah and that's what hansen's is Mm -hmm. like there's a bouncer that like has to let you up like Mm. it really feels authentic when you go to it it is cool that sounds great now um there's there's a place that started out as a speakeasy but does isn't really a speakeasy anymore mm-hmm. because they actually have a regular entrance um and that's the geek easy yeah because it used to be you had to enter through a comic shop right yeah now you don't they have their own independent entrance if you're gonna pe- if you really want to do a speakeasy mm-hmm. um and you only have one choice don't go to this one okay the reason being, um, well, like like here in Minnesota, we have Up Down Arcade, we have um, St. Paul Tap, we have Oxcart Ale House that has uh, games and like other stuff. Mm-hmm. So like we have the stuff that the Geek Easy has. Yeah, we have we have a place to play video games and a place to be nerdy and still get a beer mm-hmm. and um, pizza. Yeah, exactly. So like, and I'm sure other places you're coming from, you might have this. If you're coming from a place that doesn't have this, then I could see going to the Geek Easy. But because we had stuff like this back home, it really wasn't as cool as um, I think it could have been. It also looks like um, from the articles that I've found that the Geek Easy only serves beer and wine. Yeah. So they really don't do, um, they really don't do like craft cocktails. They don't. And they had a really terrible stand-up comic when we were there, Ooh. which kind of made our experience not as great either. Like he, so the one thing that you don't do in stand-up comedy is blame your audience. Mm. No, I mean there are a lot of things you don't do in stand-up comedy, but the, one of the things you don't do in stand-up comedy is blame your audience when they're not laughing at your jokes. Yeah, the only time that I know of that working in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will be like my my stand up comedy nerd thing. Bill Burr in Philadelphia, where he just talks smack about the city because like the whole festival was having like a bad sure. day. Um, but it's one of the funniest like five minutes right. I've ever listened to, and it's just him angrily ranting about how terrible that city is and how they are as a crowd. But like that is also a person who at the time was still like in the like like mid-range to the apex well, of his career stand-up comic exactly yeah he, he's not like your local guy that's just upset that people aren't laughing at his jokes because they're especially when you're making misogynistic jokes uh, in the me too era yeah if you're get some better material yeah that's the thing like if you're a stand-up comedian now, get good material i will i will be positive though about it it is cool to visit they do have a bunch of like uh, re- uh, re- uh retro pie machines so mm-hmm. you can play like classic video games while you're there you can enjoy some food like mm-hmm. it's cool it's a cool place to visit it just if you're gonna pick a place that's like a speakeasy there are better places in orlando go- to go to yeah hansen shoe repair is one of them Hanson Shoe Repair, every, everything that I've found has literally mm-hmm. come up as like the top place that you need to go. Yeah. Now, there is another place that I would say you need to go, and that is Pharmacy Orlando. Mm-hmm. It's, loca- it's not located um, like on the beaten path in Orlando, um, but it is super cool. It has, um, it's an, the entrance to it is an elevator door. 
Like mm-hmm. you walk into this um, hallway and on both sides of you are elevator doors. One of them is an actual elevator. The other's a fake elevator. Mm. And when you push it, it opens up into the bar. That's awesome. Yeah. And like when we were there, they had the best peanut brittle in the dessert that we had. Ooh. Oh, my word. In fact, I remember asking for peanut brittle to take home and they gave it to me. <laughs> And I got really, really mad because I left it out on the counter when we got home. And then the people you were staying with thought that it was for everyone. And started eating it. And you're like, no, I wanted my peanut brittle. I wanted my peanut brittle. I needed my peanut brittle. I still had some. I still was able to have some. But like... Yeah, you no, didn't have the amount that yeah, you brought exactly. back with you. And it's cool. They do like they do cocktails with the smoke treatment. Like they do really good gourmet mm, food. Mm-hmm. It's excellent to visit. Um and it has the cool aesthetic. Actually, um <laughs> our uh our Facebook page, the banner image is from the bathroom in Pharmacy Orlando. Oh nice. Yeah. I was wondering where that was from. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of on the same note, another place that's a little bit off the beaten path, it's not in downtown proper. Mm-hmm. Imperial Wine Bar is a cool experience. So during the day, Imperial is an antique shop. Oh. Like it's an actual dysfunctional antique shop. You can go in and buy antiques. But then after a certain point... The back room opens up and it becomes a wine bar. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. And we were when we were there, like uh, they had a musician playing. So you could just sit there, listen to music, just chill, get a drink, and... If you liked the chair you were sitting in, you could take it home. <laughs> That's like the coolest business business model ever. Because it's still a functional antique shop <laughs> at night. <laughs> this chair is really cool. Yeah, that chair is $60. Do you want it? Like, do you want to take it? I, I guess. <laughs> How much for the table set? <laughs> Can you imagine, like, some, you're sitting there, like, enjoying your, your dinner, and somebody walks up, and they're like... Hey, I see that table's 250 bucks. I'd like to take that table home with me. And I'm leaving now. And I'm leaving now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Can someone bring another table so that we can finish our stuff? I would. I, I imagine they probably. you probably can't actually pick it up the night of. You probably have to come yeah, back during the day. More than likely. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that keeps coming up, though, is uh, Park Social. Did you ever do that one? I think so. Okay. Is that in Winter Park? Yes. Yeah, we did go to that one. That one's cool. It's actually got like a real retro vibe, mm-hmm. um, like seventies and eighties, and um, uh, it, like they have like uh vinyl furniture there, Ooh. and um, yeah, that one it's weird because you you don't feel invited when you go to it. Like you go into this restaurant, mm-hmm. and then there's like a set of stairs that goes upstairs, and nobody ever talks about it. Like you just sort of wander upstairs, and you're in Park Social. Hmm. That's kind of odd. Yeah, but it's cool. Like that, it's a yeah. cool, re- it's a cool bar. Weird but fun. Yeah, I think that was about the time I started being done with being out. Oh, that I can understand. Yeah. Late in the night, you've been out all day. No, I think that was the night that we had to go to Celebration Florida first. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, Celebration Florida is the Disney invented town. Mm-hmm. That is perfect in every way. <laughs> It was good. I actually like Celebration Florida, but oh, that's cool. Yeah, but you went there and then you went out, and... and then we went out. I think that's how it went. It's been it's been a a year since we were there. So, yeah. um, speaking of Disney, though, mm-hmm. wow, we're just bouncing all over the place and talking about Florida. We're things still here. talking about Orlando, though. Yeah, we are. Generally, there are two Disney things to check out. 
Um, they're both speakeasy inspired. One's a tiki bar and one is uh, an actual like speakeasy inspired place. Okay. Uh, so the speakeasy inspired place is Enzo's Hideaway. It's a tunnel underneath Maria's uh, restaurant. Okay. Uh, you go under the tunnel and you're in Enzo's Hideaway. It's called Enzo's Hideaway and Tunnel Bar. And it's a it's a dinner place, but they have like classic cocktails there. Um, they call all their cocktails Giga Water. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and it's good. Like the the cocktails are really good there. And the cool part about actually going to a place like this versus other places, um, we actually met some friends, some uh, family there, and they have uh, food allergy issues. Mm. And so, um, because it was a Disney property. Like they were able to say, "Hey, we have food allergy issues. We mm-hmm. need, you know, these are the things that are we can't eat." Mm-hmm. And they knew that the kitchen would make sure not to include anything like that. That's really nice. Yeah. Whereas maybe going to another bar or something like that, you mm-hmm. never actually know, but you know when it comes to Disney that they're going to explicitly honor that. Yeah. And there is there is a lot we could we could talk about food allergy issues for a long time, and I think we're gonna, I'm gonna not go down that line. Um, but it is nice when you can go to a place when you have someone in your party, or if you have food allergies, that you know for a fact that they're going to be able to handle that, and it's not just gonna be like mm-hmm. a cook that doesn't really know what he's doing. Because I mean, even you know, line cooks are great at what they do, but they yeah. don't always know the intricacies of what you know food allergies can do to a person or you know the proper procedures for cleaning everything because not every line cook is trained the exact same way um well and actually um it's kind of nice just to have that yeah and then you said the tiki bar is that trader sam it is and actually i did i want to put a pin on that one because i do want to encourage everybody that goes to enzo's Mm -hmm. um after you're done go upstairs to the edison Mm. Um, which is uh, just next door to the Maria's restaurant, mm-hmm. and get a cocktail there too. What's what's uh what the Edison like? Uh, it's like a steampunky bar. It's a restaurant. It's cool. That sounds great. Yeah, it's got like imaginative theming. Actually, Disney Springs as a whole is a cool place to walk around in. Mm-hmm. Um, the backside of Han- Planet Hollywood has like a little bar that always that has like happy hour specials. It's mm. one of the few places in Disney that actually has a happy hour. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. Um, there's Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, which is really neat. Um, you there's all kinds we I could go on about Disney stuff. We but could probably do ten episodes we just could. on Disney properties. Anyway, um the other place Trader, Trader Sam's. Sam's Grog Grotto. I've mentioned it before. Yep, we talked about it when we drank the uh, scurvy skull. Exactly. And I just want to re mention it here because when you're talking about Orlando bars, um Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, it's I mean I honestly, I feel like Trader Sam's qualifies as a speakeasy. Okay. And the reason it does is because it's one of those things that, like, um, unless you know about it, you never go to it. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm planning to go, um, we're, we're doing our kind of, like, Disney mm-hmm. trip plan, um, and I, I will call back to an episode we are not going to the wizarding world of harry potter because we're not gonna be able to do universal. You're calling back to an episode that actually airs after this one. Anyway. That's correct. Anyway, we've already <laughs> recorded it. Now you have a teaser. Instead of calling back, it's now a teaser. Either way, we're not actually going to be going to um, 
the uh, Harry Potter experience because we're just going to be doing a couple of Disney properties. Cool. But we are going to go hit the Polynesian Resort so we can go to Trader Sam's. So that's like on our list of things. Then we're going to hit Epcot and do some eating around the world nice. situation. So uh, we've got some friends we're going to go with. We've got a nice Airbnb we're going to hang out in. And uh, it's going to be right before the cruise that we take at the end of July. So That'll be nice. Yeah, I love Trader Sam's just because it's classic uh, tiki cocktails and... Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it has that actual like tiki bar theming, like mm. even with the the uh, like gaudy chic. The, you you and I both love tiki bars in everything that they are because they are purposely gaudy and wonderful about it, mm-hmm. and it, they are unabashed in their like yes it's kitsch yes it's outdated ish but it's fun and it's always great. Yeah, it really is. I I absolutely love tiki bars Mm -hmm. so really what it comes down to if i if you had one speakeasy to go to in orlando it's really really hard for me to actually tell you which one to go to yeah um but i would probably say uh, if you're gonna it, it depends on location if you're going to like the arts area like the um non downtown area Mm -hmm. go to pharmacy okay if you're not going there Go to Hanson Shoe Repair. Got it. Did we miss one? I don't. You can email us at fans at travelbyproxy.com or leave a comment on our blog post. Or Facebook page. That's right. And the Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, which is copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jarris, copyright 2015, both of which are licensed under that Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you... A look out your Walking window. with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces of the people that you love.